tap, tap, tap. Is this thing on? <laughs> Hello, hello, hello. I'm super excited. It's like I'm a little bit nervous. Oh my gosh. This is my very first video over here on the Delicate Dynamic. Stop. Stop. I'm literally blushing right now. So if you're wondering, what is the Delicate Dynamic? Who is this girl? What is she talking about? All of that good stuff. We will get into that in this introductory video. So I'm super excited. I couldn't wait. Like I literally was going to just wait to November to post anything on the Delicate Dynamic. Instagram, um, Spotify, YouTube, Anchor, all of that. I was going to wait, but I was just so excited when I started building it. I was like, I have to. I have to. So... Um, I have 28 questions to get to know me, to get to know your host. We may expand on those questions a little more. So you may learn more things about me than what's listed over here. I have it down here, but I kind of want to put it up here, but I don't want it to fall. Okay, I think we good. I think we good. So let me turn that brightness up and let's get into it. So, first question, what is your name? <laughs> I'll have the questions pop up too, so you know which one we're on. So, I'll put it like around right here. Um, my name is Daquana White. Uh, I don't know how long you got my middle name. Like, we, we not, we ain't here yet, okay? Y'all gotta still get to know me, right? Before we get all intimate. So, my age, what is my age? I am 28 years old, hence the 28 questions. And that actually happened, um, I guess, what's the word? By coincidence, right? Birthday. When is my birthday? So my birthday is June 9th, 19. Oh, y'all need to, well, y'all know I'm 28. So June 9th, 1994. <laughs> um, and where am I? Oh, so that means I'm a Gemini. So you are on the delicate dynamic with Daquana White, who is 28 years old. She's a 28-year-old Gemini. Um, people have their reservations by uh, signs and horoscopes and things. Not horoscopes. That's what you get daily. But just signs and astrological signs. And I'm just like, don't judge me till you know me. Like, Geminis are so misunderstood and underrepresented. Okay. And let's, let's not get into Kanye. That's not the representative for the Geminis, all right? So, where am I from? I'm from, I guess I lived half my life in New Jersey. I lived half my life in North Carolina. Um, when I was about 13, 14, 15, we moved down to North Carolina. So, um, this is, you know, this is where I'm based. I'm in NC. Um, but I feel like I am a Jersey girl. I feel like I'm half and half. Like, if I go back to New Jersey... They tell me, girl, you got a southern accent on you. You get in real, quote unquote, country. And if I'm down here talking to my friends or new people I meet, they're like, especially if I'm mad, it comes out. They're like, where are you from? What's that accent? And I'm like, I'm mixed. Like, I'm half and half now. So I'm based. Where am I based? That was the next question as I answered already. I'm based in North Carolina. 
Um, I'm just super excited. So I feel like I'm flying through the questions, but let me let me slow down. Let me set the pace. Let's bring it back to the delicate dynamic. <laughs> I'm corny, right? Um, what college did I go to, if any? And what was my major? So I have or I did in, attend and graduate from North Carolina Central University in North Carolina, clearly. And I majored in fine arts with a focus in visual communications. And it's really funny because when I was like in college, I had people super close to me. And I'm sorry, I'm going to give y'all little stories, right? I had people close to me who, um, well, a person close to me who I really respected and was like, oh man, I wish, you know, and I was just getting into influencing and stuff. I wish you would have majored in something else. I wish you would have went to school to be a, a doctor or something like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, wow, I find myself to be on a path to success right now, you know? So things like that. I always, I don't want to say I was like scared to tell people my major, but when you tell people, they're just like, oh, okay. Oh, oh, oh you're going to be a graphic designer or whatever, girl. So it kind of was like, eh, all right. I know, you know, it doesn't sound as amazing sometimes to people as, oh, I went to school for law. I went to school for, uh, uh, to be a nurse, to be a doctor, a surgeon, or, uh, uh, I'm, you know, graduated at the top of my class from business or anything like that. So, um, I used to be a little shy to tell people, but now I'm just like, excuse me, fine arts, visual communications. When did you begin to find yourself? Okay. Question. Um, I feel like I started to find myself when I was homeless, um, when I was kicked out of my parents' home, aka ran away. And I did have someone who I stayed with um, during that time, but it wasn't in my home. And I was not comfortable, but I was appreciative and I was grateful. But around that time, I started to begin... Um, in a sense, looking for myself, like searching for myself, searching for a purpose, searching for like the next big thing. And at the time, I also had a partner that I was talking to. We weren't official. We were like that unspoken, long distance partner, had never even seen each other in person. But I felt like that was the first person I had ever, you know, loved, right? Fell in love with, I'll say. So with that being said, um, once before like we met or when we were getting to know each other, um, at that time I wasn't in my home, AKA ran away slash kicked out. And I started, you know, recognizing my beauty. And I always talk about this. Like I had a woman in my corner who was helping me. She was like, try this hairstyle, try this outfit. You can wear a crop top. Look at, you're good. Like you, you are beautiful, you know? Um, and I don't think finding yourself is only just in finding your beauty and uh, discarding what you thought were flaws. I think finding yourself is way deeper than that. It's soul searching and I'm steadily finding myself. But when I began, I would say I was around 19, 20 years old. I was around 19, 20. Um, that searching for myself definitely became deeper. And I mentioned that first uh, really 
deep relationship because with that um when we decided to go our separate ways and I was back in school when we had decided to go our separate ways that breakup really forced me to find myself like I felt like I was shattered into a million gazillion pieces and I was forced to put myself back together and I was forced to discover who I was and who I was working towards being so that was the beginning <laughs> around 1920 is when I really was like going hard and trying to discover who I was and who I am and who I was destined to be so that is when that was a deep question okay <sighs> wow um how do you know oh these are good why did I put these in this order I just me and my friend came up with the list and we were just uh putting things anywhere <laughs> she how do you know when you're at your breaking point you definitely gonna get to know me with this one right but no um I feel like I know when I'm at my breaking point with any situations in life, friendships, family relationships, um, love, you know, whether it's platonic or non-platonic relationships. So love, friends, family, work, a job, ready to leave, whatever the case is. Um, I know when I'm at my breaking point when I literally can barely function outside of thinking about that when I'm consumed like so consumed with thinking about it when I'm very angry talking about it when I'm very passionate and it's just like whoa whoa why am I constantly dealing with this you know like why I don't have to deal with this <laughs> you know and I feel like when something consumes me to the point where it's affecting my well-being where it's taking up 90% of my thoughts, where I'm having horrible dreams about it. It's just consuming me. I know I'm at my breaking point. I'm at my breaking point. I, I can't anymore. I can't. I have to literally find a solution that works for me and keep it moving. I, I just can't, right? Um, when you get to the, I just can't. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to think about it. I'm over it, right? And for the most part, uh, a lot of my life, I just either avoided things or just let things build up, build up, build up. And that followed me into adulthood. You know, that started when I was younger. And in adulthood, when it, it gets to that point where it's done built up and that the pressure, that pressure definitely, it busts pipes. So when that pipe is like, you feel it, you feel it, like, it's a tightness around your chest. It's a, like, you just feel it's internal for sure. But when it gets to that point where I'm ready to just explode and go off on every single, like, everybody, yeah, I've reached my breaking point. It has consumed me. It has overwhelmed me. It has messed with my mental state, my physical state, my spiritual state. It is, I can't, I can't anymore. Oh, that was a good one, Khadijah. She gave me that question. <laughs> um, what? Oh, I have this shaking and I do apologize. I'm messing with the mic right now. Oh, my phone might fall. Okay, we're good. We good. We good. Okay. What keeps you going? What keeps you going? This is a good one too. And 
nonetheless, I don't like this answer, but it's very, very true. Fear. I am pushed by fear, not just fear, you know, like I love going, I love being strong and we're going to get there. Don't, 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 don't click out because you think this is a strong black woman podcast. Okay. Um, I'm also not pro, uh, what's the word? I'm not pro popular soft life, right? I'm pro, (laughs) I'm pro, let's figure like something out that works for me. There are areas in my life where I can be strong and I can be strong and working and I can be, and there are areas in my life, I'm pro balance. That's what the word is. I'm pro balance. I can be strong and soft, right? Um, That wasn't the question though. What keeps me going? And like I said, it can be fair sometimes. Sometimes the fear of being, and me and my brothers talked about this. And well, me and my brother, um, Dana, we talked about this. And it was like when you grow up going without or, being treated a certain way or um, when you grow up and you're scared of you have less or something like that. In your adult life, you're scared of going back to that. You're, you you know, so they're like, you're a go-getter. You're, you have, you're a grinder. How do you do it? And this, that, and the third. And it's like, because I'm scared not to have less, because I don't, I'm not very superficial. Okay, do I like nice things? Do I like pretty things? Do I like pink things? Yes, I do. But I'm not superficial because I know relationships in your life can be replaced. Things can be replaced. So I'm not superficial in that sense, but I'm scared, you know? I'm scared to not be able to pay my rent. I'm scared to not be able to pay my car. I'm scared to not be able to pay my water bill or my electricity bill because I know what it was like to be hungry. I know what it was like for the lights to be out. I know what it was like to not have no hot water and all you have is cold, right? You have to boil it, put it in the sink and wash up, right? I know what it was like to, you know, live a certain lifestyle. So sometimes fear is what pushes me to go, go, go. Like, you gotta live better, you know, because you know what it was like and you know you don't want to go back. But I'm slowly on a journey, spiritual healing journey, health journey, all types of journeys, right? I'm continually trying to find new ways to better myself and sometimes that can consume you too, to constantly feel like you want more out of life when we haven't even defined what this life is, right? People always talk about how they're searching for happiness too and um, that's what drives them. And I used to say that too. Ultimately, I just want happiness and I had to learn that I had to create my own happiness. So now I feel like um, what keeps me going is love for myself, for my partner, for my dogs, for you know my family. Like love really keeps me going these days. And I try and try and try to heal from having fear push me to do better. 
and fear pushed me to keep going. So I'll say love. <laughs> I'll say love. Do I have siblings? Yes. I have a younger sister and a younger brother by adoption, but I treat them like they blood. Okay, I just have to make it clear because some people kind of get confused when I talk about my life story, right? And then I have two older brothers who are, um, you know, blood brothers. And um, as I said, the younger sister and brother, they blood to me. I don't care what nobody's talking about. But it is by adoption. And the two older brothers, um, it is by blood and we are connected <laughs> by my moms and um, I did lose my mom when I was four I always say four but I think I was three going on four or four going on five um, and you know a lot of this is a side note there was a lot of things where I say I think um, when it comes to childhood and stuff like that because I'm still working through repressed memories and so some things you kind of just block out and just keep it going and keep it moving. Um, but that is the siblings question, right? We'll get into deeper things later in this podcast. Um, and the motto, we'll get into the podcast and what it's all about too. Um, I don't want to keep you guys too, too long. Are you in a relationship? Yes, I am. Oh, I didn't, I, I didn't put that on the list. I'm bisexual, right? And I do have a girlfriend. So yes, I'm in a relationship. And the most important thing, that's the part Khadijah added. What's the most important thing in a relationship? And, you know, cliche, cliche me wanted to say communication. But what I'm really feeling is that the most important thing is being willing to change and being willing to accept changes. I think we talk about compatibility all the time and I think that partners and compatibility constantly change because we as individuals are constantly changing. So I feel like dealing and being, well, willing rather, willing to deal with change, willing to accept it and willing to adapt is very important in relationships. We get into the, to the, you know, easy, funner stuff, right? Um, I feel like we had a lot of deep questions already. Wow. Um, Do you believe you have flaws? I used to think I had so many flaws. Body image. Lazy eye. Y'all might see it here. Lazy eye. Um, and I used to think of flaws only being physical. I got out of that, right? You couldn't tell me I was ugly if you tried. You couldn't hurt my feelings with the word fat, well, hippo, nothing if you tried. But I think my flaws are more so internal. I think my flaws are more so dealing with my healing journey. And I think my flaws deal with being stubborn, um, being a control freak, liking things a certain way, right? So if I ask baby to clean up and then she cleans up and I look like, now, you know that blanket don't go on that couch like that. So I think being low-key a control freak and liking things how I like them. <laughs> and um, also that stubborn, that stubbornness. Ooh, child. 
And I definitely have such a wall. Such a wall. And I think brick by brick is different things. And brick by brick, it was built from childhood on up. Childhood on up, right? It's trauma. It's heartbreak. It's disappointment. It's times where I felt like I failed. It's letting people down like I thought or... um, You know, it was so many things that those bricks are made of. And I'm slowly, slowly chiseling them things down. But it's hard. Like, it's it's so hard when you're healing. It's hard to deal with it. You know, it's hard. Like, even just randomly tonight, right? I was on the phone with my best friend. And my girlfriend called. Just to tell me she missed me. And I'm so used to being hard. Like, I'm so used to being hard that it's sometimes hard for me to be vulnerable it's hard for me to just um be like oh my gosh I miss you too and without it sounding too like girl you lying but it's it was hard for me to express my feelings when you held them in your whole life practically right um holding things in and not really speaking up for yourself until you blew up and when it came out it was horrible communication was always a problem with me but tonight, she told me she missed me, and I'm like, okay, you know, you, you know, whatever, babe. Um, but I, I was on the phone, but the way it came off, it was like, damn, man, like, I just wanted to tell you I missed you. And she's like, oh, well, go back to your phone call. And it's just like, dang, because, you know, sometimes, for me, it was like, I don't want to feel like, I don't want her to feel like she can't call, right, or that it's annoying when she calls, or I hate having to end one conversation to pick up and feel like it wasn't really worth it. So, you know, I have to deal with things like that. Like, I can come off really nonchalant, really I don't care, really blunt, really stern. And I'm trying to allow myself to be more vulnerable, to feel more, to express more, right? So, yeah, flaws. Now we get into the easier stuff. Favorite movie? Um, Set it off for sure. But I also love Deja Vu. It's like a tie. Um, and uh, beneath that, I would say The Fault in Our Stars. Um, but Deja Vu is with Denzel, Denzel, not Denzel, Denzel Washington. And what's her name? Paula Patton, I think. If that's, I don't know if that's her. And then set it off, you know, Queen Latifah, Jada Pinkett, Vivica, and Kimberly. And then The Fault in Our Stars. I can't remember the actor and actress, but... That's just my third favorite. But set it off, deja vu, and then the fault in our stars. Favorite color. (sighs) So white and black are not considered colors. I think they're considered values of hues. That's what I learned in school where I told you guys I went to school for fine art. So when I learned that, because I love black, I love white. Those are my favorite colors to wear. You might see me in those a lot. I loved pink growing up as a little girl and then I started to love red throughout college and high school and now it's slowly but surely probably a tie between pink and red but I also love white and black but we just gonna say pink for the sake of our whole logo for the delicate dynamic is pink the pops in here pinkish mauvish so Favorite artist or music genre? It's really hard to me, well, for me to name a favorite artist. I can't, I can't, I can't. 
But my favorite genre right now is alternative R&B. I love rap and hip-hop and um, old-school R&B, I guess we'll call it, you know. Um, I feel like what's missing today is powerhouse, like, belting them tunes, like, them notes, rather, out. I think we're missing that. We have a few people who can really blow. Um, but I love listening to, like, the Scissors, the Summer Walkers, the Nails, the um, Janae Aiko, the... Mm, who else the blacks the it's just so many like just that some people call it sad music some people call it mumble music um whisper r&b <laughs> but that definitely puts me in my feels you know i love drake i love jay-z i love so many other artists but i think my favorite genre would have to be that smooth, low-key, Summer Walker vibe, right? Um, Favorite scent? It's actually burning right now. I love eucalyptus. Eucalyptus spearmint, eucalyptus mint. I love eucalyptus, okay? Um, that That's it. That's all. <laughs> what do you do? Oh, I didn't know that was the next question. So, I am an influencer slash content creator, all right? I showcase plus-size fashion. I showcase, like, lifestyle content as well as beauty content and home decor content, all that good stuff. So, I am an influencer. Um, I don't even know my stats right now. I know I have, like, 200 and something followers, uh, 200 and something thousand followers on YouTube. Uh, a little over 200 and I think 50 or 60,000 on Instagram. I think I'm close to 400K on TikTok. So um, influencer in my own right. Um, I also have, I'm going to post my, I'm going to go through my businesses like in order. So I have Thrifty Slay, which is my first baby. She was born in 2016, official um, officially recognized in 2018. Okay, she is trademarked. She is copyright. She is uh, registered, right? Thrifty Slay. And that is my hair and lash company. Um, it's just like a beauty and cosmetics company is how it's listed because I do have lashes. I do have hair accessories. So that's like bonnets, scarves. I sell wigs, bundles, custom units, all that good stuff over at Thrifty Slay. Um, and then I have, what's next? Let me see. Uh, I guess freelancing and graphics will come before my other two or three that I'm going to name. So because I did graduate, um, again with fine arts and a focus in, well, in fine arts with the focus of visual communications, um, I do freelance graphic design work from time to time. It's not all the time. I have done paint commissions, I've done website commissions, logo commissions, business cards, um, you know, we do restaurant menus, all types of things. So, invitations, <laughs> all of that. So, even when it comes to my brands, look at my hair getting stuck, my brands, for the most part, I have designed a lot of my logos, I think, if not all of my logos, um, my merch, everything, like, y'all. I be out here, okay? Um, so yeah, freelance graphics from time to time. Then we have DW's ambiance, which 
I am still a student for interior design and wedding planning, but I am completely certified in event planning. So DW's ambiance has home decor, interior design services, um, event planning services, as well as wedding planning services. And like I said, I'm still enrolled in two of the courses, but one I did get my certification in. And yeah, so that's DW's ambiance. Um, I, I'm gonna try to get out the habit of saying, um, I do apologize. Then we have I Wanna Be or IWD. And that is where I host, I talk with my hands too. Does that bother y'all? <laughs> that is where I host online courses. I have merch as well as a brand ambassadorship program, which is on pause right now. <laughs> it is on pause. My online courses though, they are in like, um, what? Oh, that um keep coming out. There, the online courses are focused in creating your podcast, wig making, how to sell wigs, entrepreneurship. Oh, about to say it. Budgeting, you know, like lifestyle skills, balance, becoming an early bird. And, and what's crazy is I didn't launch that early bird one yet because I'm still mastering it. You know, I could have the, the tools, but I got to actually execute it and use it. So, yeah, there's different things, selling bundles and wigs, as I said, editing photos, editing videos. I'm actually about to launch the podcast one because we are here with our very new podcast, right? And I did have a previous podcast, by the way. We'll talk about that last. Also, outside of DW's ambiance, I do uh, have a mentorship program as well where I have a group of mentees and I do structure it by like uh, initial consultation, right? We see if we're a good fit, if we're compatible for each other, mentor, mentee, and then it is a monthly uh, option. And that is my mentorship or my mentorship program. And I don't really talk about it a lot because I feel like it's something that if people really want it, they would seek it. So not too many people know, like, unless I mention it in a TikTok vlog, they're like, where do I find this? And what's crazy is it's actually at the bottom of my bio. So it's like, if you're really looking and interested in like studying up under me or not even studying like, or being up under me, but just being, um, you know, <laughs> schooled by a little bit or having just a really genuine, uh, relationship and learning from each other sometimes like it's not just me I'm not the know-it-all and I just give you everything I know like sometimes we sit there and we strategize like okay so I'm having this problem too this is something we can figure out or this is how I overcame this and I see you're struggling with it right now so I do have a mentorship program which will be tied into what is now the delicate dynamic podcast so I that is what I do I do a little bit of this a little bit of that and I love it I'm definitely a spontaneous person. I don't want to say I get bored easily, but I like to stay stimulated, you know? Hobbies. So what I need to get back to doing is painting. I love painting and drawing. Uh, I think I definitely started doing, I picked that up in my senior year in high school. So um, I haven't painted in a really long time. Like I do, I did paint my girlfriend's sneakers for her party when she just turned 26 and yeah so painting is really really fun for me I just need to get back into it and get more into it 
Then we have decorating. I love decorating. I love changing things around. I don't know, y'all. I don't know. I just really love changing stuff up or sprucing it up or just enhancing it a little bit or making it a little more functional, aka organizing stuff too. Always finding something different or finding a different or unique way to display something. So I love decorating and I like reading and writing as well. Some people don't know I like to write. I actually have a few book ideas that I want to publish. I don't know if I want to start with an ebook, but uh, I definitely, oh, I meant to, I forgot to mention with, I want to be in the courses and things like that. I also sell daily uh, digital planners and journals as well as hard copy planners. I knew I forgot something. I said merch, but I forgot planners. So I have daily, monthly, yearly, undated planners, physical and digital. So if you're like, no, I'm an iPad girl. I don't have time for no writing stuff down. I do have that. But yeah, I like reading and writing. What I'm reading right now is You Made a Fool of Death with Your Beauty. I actually got this recommendation off of TikTok. So, yes. What are you afraid of failure? Oh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. I used to be afraid of failure until I realized that I don't want to say there's no such thing as failure. But this is one of my favorite quotes too. We'll get into that. But I always find lessons in failure or lessons if something didn't work out how I expected. So I no longer fear failure because I don't see failure as an end all be all like most people. I see failure as a lesson and it was always something is educational for me, right? What are your favorite quotes? So <laughs> my first favorite quote, which I think I stomped that thing into the ground. I used it so much. I aspire to inspire. When I first became an influencer, that was just my goal. I wanted to inspire women, men, everyone, non-binary, whatever the case may be. I wanted to inspire people like to love themselves and to never give up on themselves and all of that, right? And people see this cliche, body positivity, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but that's literally how I came up and came into this. Like, just being inspirational or wanting to be inspirational. So I aspire to inspire used to be my quote on everything. When I reached out to brands, I was like, I aspire to inspire to be a plus size influencer. Let me work with you and share this and yeah, 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 like, that was my go-to. But I, I do like two more. And this one is fairly new. And this one says, because I'm a huge procrastinator. Procrastination is the assumption that God is going to give you tomorrow to do what you should be doing today. It goes something like that. And I love that because it really helps me like roll out the bed if I slept in. Helps me get off the couch if I'm lounging. Like, get up and do what you said you were going to do. And the last one, it's not really a quote, but it's definitely, like, you can make it a quote. And that is, there's no such thing as losses, only lessons. Or you can say, the only L's I take comes with lessons. Or whatever, are lessons. You know, I don't really know how to say it, but for me... A loss is not a loss. A loss is a lesson. 
Okay. All right. There's lessons in every single loss I've taken. We have a few more questions, not too many. What is something you're improving? Right now, I'm actually improving my health. Um, as I said, my mother passed away when I was young and when she was young. She was in her early 20s. My mother had um, a hereditary heart issue. And when I started to feel weird, right, I, I stopped smoking. I stopped drinking. I, I'm a social drinker now, but I really don't smoke anymore. I started to feel like my well-being was at risk. So I cut out things that weren't good for me, people who weren't good for me. And I really started focusing on me. As of lately, early August, I started really taking my health into consideration. That's trying to be more um, active. That's trying to cut back on sodium because high blood pressure runs in the family, everything. I started drinking herbal teas. Uh, what else? Uh, again, trying to be more active, still incorporating that. But I will say even by just watching my sodium intake and increasing protein intake and drinking my teas and things like that, I literally have lost 13, I think we're going to be 14 tomorrow, but so far 13.3 pounds since the beginning of August. And it's only mid-October, so... And that was just changing a few things. So imagine, right, when I cut out a lot of stuff. And I'm not solely focused on the number of the scale. I think that's what I'm focused on how I feel. I think focusing on the number could be like your demise, right? Because if you hit a plateau, then you're sad about it, mad about it, and you kind of give up and say, F this, let me go just back to my old ways. But I'm focused on a feeling. If I can get up earlier, if I can get up feeling refreshed, if I'm not feeling weird on the inside, you know internally when you need to change something in your life. So that's what I'm actually improving right now. My health, all right? Um, what book has made you cry your heart out, baby? Milk and Honey by Ruby Core. I could read it. Pay, like it's a poetry book, right? It's not too long. I could read it in probably an hour. But I read it so slow because them quotes, them, them bars, they hit me. They smack me in my forehead. What song resonates right now? All right, so I like Evergreen. Can't remember his name. But Evergreen, Tomorrow 2 by Glorilla. And Shane by Summer Walker. Shane by Summer Walker is like, that's my jam. I could listen to it anytime, all the time. What can you not live without? So Khadija was like, how do we word this? How can we word this? I'm like, girl, I don't know. We just gonna say, what can you not live without? I can't live without peace. I feel like my life, I require peace. You know, I can't live without my lover. Can't live without my baby. I, I really can't. But I also can't live without a little piece of silence, a little piece of solitude, and a little piece of, well, that's the same thing, solitude and being alone, alone or whatever. So, yeah. Um, 
peace really helps me to recenter, to refocus, to like just do a full circle and come back like, okay, this is what we need to do. This is what we need to get done. This is where we need to be physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, all of that. Like a little piece of peace does it for me. I need a little piece of silence. I need a little solitude. Can't live without it, but I can't live without my baby too. Okay. How did you become so confident? I actually put this in here to be funny because I'm, I'm sarcastic, y'all. I am confident in my work. If you know me, you know I don't see confidence in body image. When I put on an outfit, when I see people walk down the street, if a woman looks lovely, looks amazing, I'm going to tell her, you look great. You look beautiful. I would never walk up to a woman and say, I love your confidence. I would never... Right. And I, I even put my confidence in my work and what I execute as a teacher, influencer, mentor, right, designer. I put that <laughs> I put confidence in that. Why don't I feel stuffy? But I put my confidence in that. So I wanted to add that because I know a lot of people think that of me and they like to comment that. But it, it's kind of like I don't see that. For other women, right? The ideal, ideal woman. Her comments are not filled with, I love your confidence. So that's actually one of my pet peeves <laughs> when somebody says that just because I put on an outfit. How do you, oh, how do, oh, I was saying it right. How do you believe people, I forgot to put the you after how do. How do you believe people perceive you, see you, or define you? My best friend came up with that. I think people see me as strong, which is why I said we'll get there later. People see me as strong. They see me as ambitious. I think they see me as confident. They see me as a person who wears many hats. Um, I'm just trying to think about my comments. Fearless, a uh, risk taker, and well-rounded. And I think some people see me as smart, too. And uh, that's that's what I think people see me as. I think that's how people perceive me. And I think some people also think I'm a little uh, witty or sarcastic. Um, and some people may see me as nonchalant. I know they do. I know they do. <laughs> um, but, yeah. I think that's how people see me. How many tattoos do you have and what do they mean? I have nine tattoos. I have my spiritual angel numbers on my ankle. I have uh, two faces, two silhouettes of a woman's side profile on my chest right here. And this is a Gemini symbolism because they call us two-faced. So I thought that was a really nice way to put it. I have a compass and clock. I think it's a clock. No, it's a compass. Um, I, look, I don't look at my back that much. But it's a compass and arrows and just a really cute uh, tattoo on my back. And it has a quote as well. Time waits for no one. And then, um, I, oh, I'm not going to tell y'all what I want. I'm going to tell y'all what I got. My very first tattoo is here. And it was a bird. Y'all really can't see it. But it was a bird. 
it really has no meaning outside of I just really love birds and the guy who I was in school with uh, was a tattoo artist in my art department so he in my art program he wanted to practice on me and he did a really good job it actually has kept its color for this long I have these triangles here and it's really just an artsy colorful piece I thought it was really nice it's nature inspired so I really like that when it's a little galactic. I have Vida Nam, a, a Latin tattoo. Vida Nam es Vivir Sed Valer. And that is, there's more to life than just living because I definitely feel like that. And then I have a random one that I got when I was drunk and you guys can't really see it. Yeah, y'all can't see it, but it's right here. And it's some branches and some birds and a butterfly. Um, I was drunk when I went and got that. I don't recommend. But I really like it. The butterfly symbolizes my mom. And you would think I would have put caterpillars underneath to symbolize my two brothers. But it's okay. I put two birds. <laughs> and then I have this one here, which is some roses. And then it just says visionary inside it. I think that's really what I am. Like, I think the fact that I am so spontaneous and I like to try so many things, I think visionary was a perfect word to put and then I just have this here really really cute this is one of my favorites like I love the line work there um it's not abstract it's like flowers and I can't think of what it's actually called but it was really no meaning there um you know I'm not saying like just go get whatever tattered on you who cares but really do what you want um but I didn't really have any crazy inspo for that one outside of I just wanted to you know work on my sleeve over on this arm and it was really something cute to you know fill it in I feel like I'm getting a little stuffy but we only have two more uh questions what is your favorite style uh babe just text me she misses me I'm about to go in here what is my favorite style I don't have a favorite style I love streetwear. I love, uh, what is it called? It's like the soft, I forget what it's called. It's not cottagecore, but I love alternative. I love a uh, mixture. I love preppy. Like I love so many styles. So I couldn't tell you. I don't know really too much about the Y2K. Uh, I don't know about that one. I don't really, not to say I don't know, like, I don't know about that. It's ugly. I just see it now, but I don't know what it all includes. I guess I could look it up. But I also love, like, casual. I love business wear. Like, girl, I love it. I love modest, too, because modest can be really, really cute. Last question. <laughs> Why start the delicate dynamic? So, if you know me, again... Daquana White, I was once the co-host of a previous podcast. Me and that person fell out. We will have a whole episode about that. But me and that person fell out. And I also felt like I didn't have much of a voice there. Like I talked, but I don't want to say it was hard talking with other people because it's not hard talking with people and bouncing ideas off of each other. But um I think I kind of wanted to let the other person shine a little bit and talk more and whatever the case may be. We tried to make it equal, but 
I wanted her to get some notoriety too. Um, once that ended, I always had said like, I'm still going to do a podcast because I don't have all these thoughts in my heads and interpretations of things and all of that for nothing. Like I want to get the word out, but it's also, I wanted it to be inspirational. So when you even see like the delicate dynamic podcast, uh, Instagram, you will see that it's going to be like motivational quotes. It's going to be, uh, promo for my mentorship program. It's going to be, you know, hot topics. Maybe I think the one thing I will probably stay away from is politics. <laughs> like, politics give me a headache. They, I just, that's probably the one thing I will stay away from. But I think we're, we're going to get really deep over here. We're going to get very, very intimate. If you didn't know me before, you will definitely know me now. And a lot of people, you know, they see a face and they want to hear more. They want to see more. And I felt like I wanted to be more, you know, I wanted to give you guys more. I wanted to give a little insight and uh, a, a little wisdom. You know, I'm 28, so I'm not, you know, probably the wisest of us all. But I feel like I've been through a lot and I have an input about a lot of things, you know, and I, I have a perspective that isn't the same as everyone else's. I have the capacity to think about things, to decipher, to research, to um, come in on a very fair note and not be biased about certain topics. We will have dope vibes. One, we will have deep thoughts, <laughs> dope vibes, you know, chilling, relaxing, lounging, might come to you in my onesie. I don't know. But we're definitely going to have intimate, intimate, intimate conversations. Like bearing my heart to you guys shedding tears with you guys probably like seriously i really wanted a platform i wanted a space where i can do that safely i want to talk about social topics as well i want to talk about things that may happen to go viral that i have an input on you know i'll be on twitter and it's hard to get up there and really voice your opinion in a in a tweet so i want to come on here and what's crazy like i used to do these types of videos when I was, you know, finding myself and on Instagram and building my platform. And I used to always do these. I used to talk about love. I used to talk about breakups. I used to talk about confidence. I used to talk about being fat and all of that. Like, I used to bear my soul in a sense. But it was only like a 60-second video on Instagram. So, I definitely wanted to expand on that. And I was like, we gonna start the Double D, Triple D podcast <laughs> And why is it at the delicate dynamic with the Quana? So D, 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 the triple D podcast, uh, double D, if you just want to say delicate dynamic. Um, again, I am your host, the Quana White, and I cannot wait to see what we create. Tap, tap, tap. Is this thing on? I will see you guys. Okay. Oh, the schedule. I don't have a specific upload schedule because I feel like... <laughs> I feel like it's going to be either when things like if it's a really popular viral topic, I might just drop a video. You might get four per month. You might get two in a month. So I don't want to give you guys a, I, you know, turn on your post notifications. Okay. Turn on your post notifications because I'm not going to give you guys a set schedule. Um, I'm going to give you heart to hearts whenever they hit my heart. I have a whole list of topics and things that I want to talk about. But I'm pretty sure more things will come up as well. 
So turn on those post notifications and you'll be notified when I do post. I will give you, I will say firmly, I will give you content every single month. I just won't say how many times a month. And I will try to be as consistent as possible because I love, you know, just chilling here, talking with you guys. I love this vibe and I hope you guys love it as well. Now I did start the delicate dynamic on my secondary YouTube page. So I do already have a slight following over here. So hopefully you guys just, you know, y'all stick around, y'all hang out with me, y'all chill with me um, and go ahead and follow me on Anchor, Spotify, uh, Apple as well as Spotify and Apple may not be available yet because we have to distribute it there. By the time you see this video, hopefully it is up because I'm going to post a trailer so that that will be up first and hopefully it's already on Spotify and podcast, podcast, Apple podcast and anchor and all that by the time you see this video so you can follow us there or follow me there and then follow the delicate dynamic over on instagram at delicate dynamic and yeah i'm super excited can't say like, i can't wait to see the magic we make what we talk about the discussions that we'll have um this is definitely going to be something more intimate and dear and near my heart um intimate and dear to me and near my heart and I think I'm definitely, I am aiming to be more, uh, not visible, but aiming to be more present here, right? I want to have discussions with you all. I want to read what everyone is talking about and how you feel about topics. I don't care if it's an essay. I want to read it. So I wanted something intimate. I wanted an intimate space where we can come together and talk, laugh, cry. It's not always going to be deep, dark, intimate. Sometimes we're going to laugh it up. We're going to chill and we're going like, what's going on right now, right? For instance, we could be talking about the rap girlies right now. But I will save that for another day, okay? 